0: We are thrilled you've joined us for our first episode of the Full Bloom Project podcast. For years, we've been treating young people struggling with eating disorders and body image concerns and have seen firsthand the suffering
1: these issues bring about. When young people struggle emotionally, they miss out on critical years of development and instead of engaging fully with life, spend hours in therapy with us, which can be exhausting, expensive, and draining on families' resources. But we've also seen the powerful role parents
0: play in pulling their children out of danger and together started to get really curious about what parents could be doing to protect their kids on the front end before there was even a hint of a problem.
1: We agreed a long time ago that we'd happily put ourselves out of business if it meant fewer young people needed our services because they were fully blooming on their own. So we joined forces
0: and founded the Full Bloom Project, an online research-informed, body-positive parenting resource designed by parents for parents.
1: Our mission is to teach parents how to transform their home environment into a place where children can naturally boost immunity to our appearance-obsessed culture. So they can
0: channel their precious resources toward more meaningful, creative, and innovative purposes.
1: In other words, fully bloom. Over the course of this season, you will hear directly from leading researchers and activists in fields such as child and adolescent mental health, pediatric nutrition, and eating disorder prevention, to name a few and have the opportunity to join our conversation about what it really means to practice body positive parenting.
0: To enhance your listening experience, you can access our research-packed interactive guide to the ABCs of body positive parenting by visiting our website, fullbloomproject.com. This is a great way to take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss with our guests and integrate body positive parenting into your family life.
1: So, to kick off the season, we thought it was only fitting to start with one of the pioneers of the body positive movement. Connie Subchek is the co-founder of The Body Positive, a national organization that offers a variety of resources and programming to inspire people of all ages to value their health unique beauty, and identity so they can use their vital resources of time, energy, and intellect to make positive changes in their own lives and in the world. She is a
0: mentor, educator, award-winning video producer, and author of Embody, Learning to Love Your Unique Body and Cry at That Critical Voice. It's one of our favorite books in which she brings the Be Body Positive Model to life. We are thrilled to have her here to speak with us specifically about how we can use our personal ancestry to deepen appreciation for beauty and bodies to help our children fully bloom. Welcome, Connie.
2: Thank you, Leslie and Zoe. It's so nice to be here with you. It's a pleasure
0: to have you, and we're particularly excited to speak with you because we have chosen to feature Ancestry on the very first podcast episode of the Full Bloom Project, because we think that your body image work uh, focusing on ancestry really is the bedrock of body positive parenting. Um, yes. So we're going to get started today with the ABCs of body positive parenting. And you know we'd love to start by just hearing a little bit about how your personal journey has helped cultivate this powerful ancestry piece of your body positive work.
2: I'd love to share. My um, personal journey, I'm going to do it in a very small nutshell, because it's it's a long story, um, but basically, so I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager, and um, mostly it was because I'm not sure, but I am I thought I was short because I had two very, very tall sisters, and I always wanted to have their long legs. I wanted to um, be more like them, and I, um, you know, of course, saw the media imagery of the 70s, which was Farrah Fawcett and all the, you know, Charlie's Angels with the very skinny legs, and so that was, like, the thing that I thought was beauty and was taught that was beauty, and, um, you know, I have um, thicker legs and thicker thighs, and I just really wanted them to go away. I didn't appreciate the strength in my body. And um, so um, long story short, my sister died from her eating issues and complications from breast implants that she got. My eating disorder lasted till I was 21, and I had to get out of it on my own. There wasn't a lot of help, and I had to find my way out. And in that process, what I came to appreciate was the actual shape and size of my own body which I then realized came from my mother's incredible lineage and um, the power and strength of this matriarchal line in our family and then you know seeing my curly hair which I had always hated and um, as I got older you know my hair started turning gray just like my mother's and and so starting to see like this beauty and power that comes when we can appreciate who we come from and then seeing the beauty in, of my sisters who took after my dad and I think after losing my sister and seeing that she wanted to be small and she wanted to be tiny to fit into the culture and um, so that's part of what caused her to die when she was 36 and um, leaving these two children behind who um, then you know because of all the issues with their mom started struggling with their own bodies And so as Elizabeth and I developed our model you know, we were hearing, we have a feminist dialogical model, so, which means we listen to people and we ask questions to find out what they needed instead of us thinking we knew what they needed, and um, just talking to so many different people from so many different backgrounds and then seeing how this idea of them figuring out who they came from, even if they didn't know if they were adopted and um, they didn't know them to be able to imagine how they came to be from all these people, so that That's that's kind of how it happened, but I brought in my own history of my struggles into the process of developing our model.
1: What kinds of parents might benefit from doing this work, this ancestry work, around their own bodies and how can they do it?
2: Well, all parents, every human being can benefit from this work because what we're looking at is that we all come from the very first human, Lucy, from Africa. And then thinking about all of the people who dispersed from there, the Homo sapiens, and went all over the world as the world started, you know, the continent started forming and how people got where they are. And then seeing how each one of us, our ancestors thrived, they lived, they were the ones that lived. So, they, you know, somebody was strong enough to make it, and then they procreated with another human, and then that's how the next generation happened. And that goes all the way up to each one of us in the body that we have today. And we live in this culture that's telling us constantly, because someone's making money by doing it, that something's fundamentally wrong with who we are in this body. And so, the piece is to say, wow, I am lucky I have a body. I mean, I think I I was asked the question yesterday by a young woman, can I love my body or should I just accept it? And I was saying, I love my body just as it is, even as an aging body with all the different things that happen with that, because I get to have life. And so I think for Um, Parents who are listening to this just start with remembering whether you have struggles with your body and you might not like this or like that Um, You have a body that and that's why you get to be here And so starting to look at it look at the body parts think about the ancestors You know like I was talking about oh wow these legs and this hair and this this came from My mom and my grandmother and probably her mother and and start using your imagination So if you're adopted you don't know them. just imagine who these people are that go all the way back to that first person that, that became the homo sapiens. It's it's pretty cool. And I just want to say stay tuned at the end because I'm going to um, offer something that will also give you an opportunity to explore this further.
0: We're very grateful for that. I'm hearing you say on one hand really all human beings could benefit from this. And then yes. I'm thinking that particularly parents that aren't so connected as many people aren't, to their lineage or to this idea of thinking about their body or honoring their body functionally and also historically through ancestry and maybe are focused more on what's wrong with their body or how they're not conforming to sort of what they think they're supposed to look like, which then may get passed down to their children. Um, And so for that parent in particular, of course, we would love to know from you, like, how can they do this? Where does one begin? How can a parent incorporate ancestry work into their own selves and their own life, but also into like consciously body positively parenting their children?
2: Yes. And I think that it's really important to think of marginalized bodies in our culture that have been from this you know the dominant culture saying that your body is wrong so that's a really important so maybe someone who's living in a large body someone who's in a body um, of color and how what we've been taught to believe is the right type of body Mm -hmm. Um, but I also want to say for people who have the quote unquote right type of body it's also a struggle because of the privilege and all these different things so I don't think we have time to unpack all of this stuff but That's why I want to say for every single person, thinking about the messages that you've gotten about your body from external sources, so from your parents, from your culture, from your religion, from media, from doctors, telling you how your body might be wrong, maybe from when you were a child but all the way through. And so so really looking at where those messages come from. I think that this is really, really important. Who's telling these messages and how do they feel to you? So everything that you're hearing, and then, you know, if you feel isolated, you'll feel isolated if you think something is wrong with you. So the work really is to start by saying, nothing is wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. That doesn't mean I don't necessarily want to make changes. Like maybe perhaps I'm not eating in a peaceful way. Um, Maybe I'm over, Eating or under eating maybe I'm over or under exercising maybe I'm not in balance with my body so I want to make changes there but I'm starting from this place of appreciation for this body that was given to me by my ancestors and that almost like I have a responsibility to it because all these people stayed alive to get me here my responsibility is not to be harsh with it my responsibility is to be kind to it and say wow thank you for this gift and from there how can I treat it better how can I be kind to it
1: yeah I'm also wondering if you get a lot in your work if you ever start with kind of the reverse which is like when I look at my parents or my grandparents what do I feel uncomfortable with about their bodies and then kind of deepening into well what's the beauty in that piece of of the thing that's hard for me
2: Right, right. And this is why we do um, tying in with the ancestor piece in our model. So one of our competencies is declare your own authentic beauty. Um, And so one of the things that we do is we explore beauty through an activity called My Beauty Is. And so part of that is looking at the things in our own body that maybe we're not so comfortable with or that we've been teased about um and that might come from one of these ancestors that we have. And looking at the reasons why we're not so comfortable with the, our parents, our grandparents, our ancestors' bodies, even if we don't know them, because that's because of the culture saying something's not right with that body. And so always we're constantly remembering that we're bombarded with messages telling us the body is not okay and we're supposed to be changing it no matter what. So then looking at our parents, okay, I inherited this. Well, darn it, you know, I wish that I'd inherit like me. I wish I'd inherited the long legs from my dad. My life would have been so much easier. You know, I used to think looking at them and looking from a soft gaze and a gaze of kindness and of appreciation for having life, I think is so important in this process.
0: Is there a way to apply the my beauty is activity that we're going to talk
2: a little bit about to parenting children? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, there's a couple of ways to do it. My daughter's 27. So when she was little, Things like, so everybody was obsessed with her hair. She had this very long, wavy hair, and it happened to be the color that, you know, was acceptable and everything. And so everywhere we went, people would talk about her hair. So my role as a parent was to, so most, you know, sometimes I didn't say anything to the person I would, in the early days, I didn't know that, you know, I wasn't ready to speak out. But What I would always say to her is like, okay, so this is just part, yes, your hair is beautiful. Yes, that's amazing. And let's look at all these other things about you that are beautiful. And it meant, like, not just what she looked like, but that she could climb trees, that she played the violin, that she, you know, loved to read, that she, this and this and this. But also her body, like, you know, and and I started to say, people are going to focus on your hair only. There's this thing in our society that this is what people want. And so, and then one day a man in the post office was going on about her hair and I just launched out and I just started yelling and I was like, and she's smart and she can do this. And she's this, you know, he just freaked out, but you know, I think, Part of it with our children is when the comments come in about their bodies, one of the key things to do is to redefine beauty for them and talk about, it's so sad that we live in this world that thinks beauty looks one way. Um, and so one of the things I did too is like we would, point, you know, the people who are different and seeing difference that beauty is Difference. So beauty is the the quote unquote flaws in us. Beauty is all the different things that make a person who they are. Instead of saying you shouldn't feel bad about yourself, I was I would say things like it's so sad that so many people don't like their bodies. You know, this is especially with younger ones. It's so sad that people, so many people, are struggling over their bodies um, when they have this body that can do so much and that um, you know has beauty because. It comes from all these different people, so so that was that was one of the ways I really helped Carmen see um, separate out from you know what people would say to her and understand who she was, um, and it was coming from inside her, not coming from compliments from the outside world.
0: Really broadening the definition of beauty to include so many so many different things that are external, internal different, same, like, that seems yes. like a really important message. Yes.
2: And yeah. she went to a very diverse school. She um, was actually a minority in her school, and so there was this incredible opportunity to see beauty um, in... Bodies that um, you know weren't necessarily part of dominant culture and were um, bodies of you know different sizes and different colors. And um, she also was with me all the time as I was talking about these issues. So she was listening, and all these children would be listening as I would be talking with her teachers about the work of the body positive. And so one of the things I want to say to parents is that this work really needs community, and that's why I love your podcast. That's why I love having you as a resource out there because it's very, very difficult to be one person trying to tell your child, you know, help them understand who they are and to see their unique identity um, and be proud of being unique and different and seeing that as beauty if you're the only one saying that, you know, but then they go to school and everybody's doing this and that's one of the reasons the Body Positive creates um, school-based programs and so we're trying to get Body Positive schools so they're hearing different messages at school about how cool it is to be unique from you know the young ones all the way through high school and into college like countering the message that there is one way to be in our world to have beauty and what is real beauty yeah we do so much work around redefining beauty because a lot of people I'm finding are saying we shouldn't even talk about beauty well let's not even talk about it but as humans we crave beauty we crave the real beauty which is you know, rich and thinking of ourselves as artists. So taking your children to see art of different body types and to look at um, at nature also and see how different trees are and how different, um, you know, animals are and to realize that we are part of this earth. I mean, I think that's so important for children, especially as they're young. And if you have the opportunity when they're young to start doing this work along the way, it can be very powerful.
1: What is the one thing above all things that you want all parents listening to do with or for their children on the regular?
2: So I was thinking about that, and it was besides not criticizing your own body and your children's bodies, um, because I think that that is such a huge piece, but that's just a given um, to remember to not speak if you want to say something negative about your body or your child's body. Just keep your mouth closed. That, yeah, this whole piece of, like, let's explore who we come from, let's explore who our people are, let's really take this on in terms of letting them understand what it means to be a human being and what I was just talking about, that doing the work yourself, doing this process with them around healthy embodiment, which is seeing that this body comes from this long line of people and exploring beauty from this different lens. And then also really making sure that the environment around them, wherever they are, whether it's in preschool or school or in social groups, that you're paying attention to the messages and helping them deconstruct the messages about beauty by bringing, continuing to bring this piece around their ancestors. in, And this is, these are the people that we come from and how amazing that is and getting them to be really, really proud of that and who they come from.
0: It's even powerful to hear you talk about it. And so uh, as we wrap up, I wonder if you can just speak briefly about where our listeners can find this work and how they can, if they'd like to take a deeper dive into Ancestry and learn about the body positive, where they can find you.
2: Oh, I'd love to. So one of the exciting things is that we just um, launched our online um, the body positive institute we have courses that teach people about the five different competencies of our be body positive model and in one of those the declare your own authentic beauty competency we do work around the ancestors but today what we're offering is the um for free, the meditation um, around ancestors that my colleague Elizabeth does that's really beautiful and just this great voice. I love listening to her, so it's very, very peaceful. And it's an exploration, a meditation exploration of your ancestors, and then a worksheet to go with that. Um, so if you write to info at, at org, and the is very important in our email address and our website address because there are many... Things body positive out in the world now, not everything is related to us. So, info at thebodypositive.org, and we'll send that a link to that meditation and the worksheet. And then also, we'll be sending a 20% discount for all of the courses in the Body Positive Institute if you're interested. So, um, our website is thebodypositive.org. Info at thebodypositive.org is how to reach us. Awesome! Thank you so
0: much. So much, and um, we'll be sure to include all that you just said, you know, on the website, so people can find that generous offer. And I can't think of a better way to kick off our season. Oh, I'm so glad.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you get to meet some of our listeners. I
2: hope so. Yes, and always they can write, and if they have questions, I'm happy to answer questions. So all of you listening, please be in touch. I love talking to parents; it's one of my favorite things to do. So wonderful. Great.
0: Thank you, Connie. Welcome. So that's our show. If you'd like to reflect a bit on your own ancestry, we hope you will take Connie up on her generous offer to access the free downloadable meditation exercise and worksheet
1: available on our website, fullbloomproject.com. The Body Positive is an incredible resource, and their ancestry work in particular offers the opportunity for us all to not only connect with the lineage of our own bodies, but also to provide our children with the opportunity to internalize an appreciation of the functionality and authenticity of theirs.
0: We cannot stress how protective this can be for children growing up in our appearance-obsessed culture, particularly for children in bodies that do not naturally meet conventional Western standards of our appearance
1: ideals. Throughout this season of the Full Bloom Project podcast, We will talk more about what body positive parenting looks like in action, chat with experts about the risks our children really are at, and share research-informed ways you can optimize the positive impact your family environment has on your children.
0: We hope you'll share your comments and questions with us on Instagram at fullbloomproject and help us build a community of informed and empowered body positive parents. See you next time.